Hello, Marvelites. You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 524. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. I'm Lorraine C. <laughs> and this is JMI, and I'm so happy to be with you guys. James! Yay, James is back! Yay. It's always a good day when James is here. Thank you, guys. James, you've come back to us on a glorious week, a glorious day. We've got so much fun stuff to talk about this week. Uh, For everybody who's listening and joining us for the first time or for the 524th time, this is the official Marvel podcast where we talk about everything that's happening this week in Marvel from games, comics, movies, TV, all the stuff that we're excited about. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to go see James sing and dance and be amazing (gasps) in Hamilton, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be fun. I can't wait for you to see the show. I had such fun when I saw James in Hamilton because he definitely spotted me early on. And then I felt like a very special experience. (laughs) Every once in a while, he'd just be like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I'm special. (laughs) I do try to find my friends. And you're coming, you're coming, Ryan, on a very special week. This is my final week with Hamilton. I started in 2017. And this is my my farewell tour with the Ham Fam. So... After this week, I am out of the show. So I'm, I'm so glad that you get to check it out before I leave. But there's so much more exciting stuff yes. that's happening for you, which I'm sure we'll get to talk to in the future. I'm really excited to tell more people about. But let's talk about the big news of today, Woo. of this week, Woo. of this month. I don't know. <laughs> it is Disney Plus Day. Disney Plus Plus Yeah, that's right. It is Disney Plus Day, and there's so much news, so much exciting stuff to talk about, and we are super excited because we have guests to talk about big, big Disney Plus Day news. We will be joined by Brad Winterbaum, head of streaming television and animation at Marvel Studios, and Dana Vasquez-Eberhardt, who is VP of animation at Marvel Studios. It's gonna be a triple D ding-dang delight. I'm excited. I'm in. So, you know, right now, if you are not already subscribed until the end of this weekend, Sunday, November 14th, new and eligible returning subscribers in the U.S. and select countries can get one month of Disney Plus for only $1.99. And then it's $7.99 per month. Just go sign up for Disney Plus right now. If uh, if you need any excuse, we're going to give you plenty of them right now. Yeah, go check it out at DisneyPlus.com. Of course, terms and conditions and all that good stuff apply. But man... Oh, man, there have been so many exciting things that are happening. Of course, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is now available on Disney+. Plus, Which I'm so excited to get to watch from the comfort of my living room. Yes. Also, if you want to see the film like never before, um, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, as well as a bunch of other films, in fact, 13 total titles, including Marvel Studios Iron Man, Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Black Widow are all going to be available in IMAX in the expanded aspect ratio, which offers up to 26% more of the picture, more of the action, more of the movie, and you get to do it from the comfort of home which is awesome. I'm so excited to see these films in this way because, you know, 
it's a lot of work shooting films for IMAX. And, and unless you get to see it in the theater, you don't get to yeah. a chance to experience it. So I'm really pumped to get to watch these movies in a new way. I just bought a brand new TV and it's yes. huge. And I've always wanted one since I was a child. And now I am so excited. I literally had a conversation with my wife the other day. I was like, we should get some IMAX stuff. She was like, James, I'll shoot you. But now, now. <laughs> but now it's free it's, on it's Disney free. Plus. It's on Disney just, Plus. just part of the subscription. Yes. <laughs> James, of the 13 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies now available to stream on Disney Plus in IMAX ratio, what are you going to watch first? Oh, please. Anybody who knows me, Doctor Strange. It's the first one. It's it's so happening. That's, that's my favorite one. The, whole, the Doctor Strange is happening. And then after that, Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. I saw it twice. I have been dying to see it again. So I'm like so excited. This is going to be great. Yeah, I'm super excited. And of course, the expanded aspect ratio for IMAX, some of the content will be available, you know, varying by region. Go check it out on your version of Disney+. And in the future, the collaboration for this IMAX stuff will deliver even more enhanced audio and visual technology to Disney+, yeah. Plus, including immersive IMAX signature sound by DTS, which means I got to upgrade my audio system. I was just thinking the same thing. Okay, but we got even more Disney Plus goodness today. So mm -hmm. if you don't know yet, this is just happening today. Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day. The special is now on Disney Plus. It's a special that talks about some of Marvel Studios history, especially on Disney Plus, some of the amazing series with a look back, but also, but also, <laughs> but also a whole bunch of fun new glimpses of what is coming to Disney Plus. I'm so excited. I mean, I loved seeing more about Marvel Studios WandaVision, Marvel Studios The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Marvel Studios Loki, and Marvel Studios What If. You know what blows my mind about this first sort of year of content that's been going on for Marvel Studios is that every single one of these shows made a huge change to the Marvel Universe, like really is an important piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. of the MCU. Yes. and. That is extremely exciting to see in these series, you know, getting to see Wanda become the Scarlet Witch, getting to see the Falcon become Captain America, seeing Loki break time, <laughs> seeing what if connect to the multiverse in a way it's never been connected, all coming from this first year of Marvel Studios, which is incredible. But I mean, yeah. that little future tease Oof. has got me. Yes. Amped. Right at the end there, they just said, all right. Open the gates, get ready, hold on to your butts, <laughs> bringing the fire. We got new footage from Marvel Studios Hawkeye, footage from Marvel Studios Ms. Marvel, which come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this series. I love the character Miss Marvel. I, I'm just, I'm really amped for this. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a really special series. We had a peek at characters from Marvel Studios Moon Knight and Marvel Studios She-Hulk. I'm not going to lie. I might have a crush on She-Hulk and I'm just a little bit hyped for the show. So, yeah. <laughs> Marvel Studios She-Hulk may... I, I want to say maybe the, the thing I'm most excited for, but then I think about everything else and I'm super excited for all the other stuff because then we got glimpses of Marvel Studios Ironheart, Marvel Studios Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion... Yes. When you put those words together... My heart just skips a beat. It's incredible. <laughs> what an exciting time that we get an Ironheart series. I remember when that character was originated and we were like, oh, this is such a great new character. We love her. And now she's going to have her own Marvel Studios series. That's flipping 
Awesome. I have a copy of of an Ironheart book in Catherine's room, my my two-year-old daughter's Mm -hmm. room. And so every once in a while, I'll just see her flipping through it and looking at the images of Ironheart and and Riri Williams. I'm like, yes. 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 That's the best. We also got announcements about characters that we've seen in other series also getting series, including Agatha Harkness, who, of course, we first met in Marvel Studios' WandaVision, played by Katherine Hahn. I'm so excited to see more Agatha because she was such a phenomenal (laughs) character in that series. Just like you love to love Katherine Hahn. You can't even hate that villain. You're just like, yes, (laughs) girl, live your best life. Get that power. And of course, Marvel Studios Echo. She will be getting her own series, which we are so excited for. I mean, also talk about just like an incredible character. I I can't wait even for you guys to see what she's going to be up to in Marvel Studios Hawkeye. It's awesome. And a ton of stuff for animation. Everybody knows we're huge animation fans. James, you are like an animation king doing all the voices that you do across all <laughs> so many series. And they announced season two of Marvel Studios What If? We got to see a little bit of Marvel Studios' I Am Groot, which, holy moly, that looks incredible. Ugh. I think the thing that made my jaw drop the most is Marvel Studios' X-Men 97. I can't oh. even handle it. I kind of lost it. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, ooh, I, oh, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Then Marvel Studios' Spider-Man freshman year? Holy moly, I didn't yeah. expect that one at all. And then, come on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Marvel World for giving us a Marvel Zombie series. Uh. I was so excited to see Marvel Zombies in Marvel Studios. What if? I'm so excited to see even more. I mean, there's so much goodness. And in fact, there's even more goodness because we are going to go to our special guests for this week. Ryan and I got to catch up with these two very important folks from Marvel Studios a little bit before Disney Plus Day to get the scoop. So let's listen. Lorraine, it is a Disney Plus Day celebration here on the show, and I am so excited because we are joined by two of our friends from Marvel Studios, Brad Winderbaum, head of streaming television and animation at Marvel Studios. Hello, Brad. Hey, what's up, guys? Great to see you again. And Dana Vasquez Eberhardt, VP of animation at Marvel Studios. Hello, Dana. Hello. Thanks for having me. We are so amped. There could never, ever be a better day to have you on the show than today, Disney Plus Day. And as Brad knows, he's old hat at this already because he's visited us so many times. Uh, We'd like to ask, what is your Marvel origin story? What was the first way you met Marvel characters? I've been an ex-head from way, way back, right? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people have that, my first comic shop story. It's it's mm-hmm. the first title I got and it grew from there. I actually started collecting comic books. My dad did a lot of traveling when I was little. So quite often it was take this little bit of cash, go to the duty-free store and get a little something. And there used to be, kids, there used to be a rack of comics. <laughs> And I would literally strip that thing clean. And then as I became very sophisticated, very sophisticated 10-year-old, I would I would be very selective in my stripping of it clean and immediately gravitated towards all things Marvel. But it was any and every X title imaginable. So that that was me. That was the beginning of the fandom. What was it about the mutants that that you connected with? I mean, because especially if you're grabbing, you know, a bunch of titles. You're really just looking at the covers at first and just what is it that that you really glommed onto? 
Yeah, right. The beautiful art. Well, I mean, it, it is that, right? When you're when you first are introduced, it's just that gorgeous cover art. And then wanting more. You take every single title. The fandom really grew. The stories just they resonate, even though when you're a kid, you don't think of words like resonate and it speaks to you. I just it's as simple as the the characters and the stories were first and foremost just fun. Beautiful art amazingly interesting characters the powers were super cool the adventures they were going on were great i think a lot of people enjoy kitty pride kitty loved kitty and and when i was first collecting kitty was in that very youthful kitty pride stage she had just joined the mansion figuring things out i identified with her loved the kind of makeshift costume that she was putting together but really the x-men whether it's like the X-Men or the spinoff into X-Factor or all the iterations of X, they're just, at their core, they're outsiders looking to fit in, but also doing right. They're not, they're not about isolating themselves. They are outsiders, but they know what the responsibility is with the powers that they have. They're always between a rock and a hard place, and they never let that detour them from being the heroes that they are, no matter what the obstacle, no matter what the prejudice, no matter what the infighting or the drama, and there's so much drama in X, you know, they always keep going and persevere as superheroes. Man, I am trying not to get ahead of myself because I really want to talk about what we're able to finally talk about. I can't, I can't help myself. I have to jump ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Yes, go, go, go. What does it mean to both of you to get to announce X-Men 97. I mean, there's so many levels to getting to see the X-Men, to having it in animation. What does it mean to you to bring back this title in this new way? The other thing is that this is the first X-Men title produced by Marvel Studios. Yeah. So there's a lot of anticipation behind that. And what an amazing first step to reintroduce the audience to X-Men than to take a look at, I think, one of the most pinnacle eras of the X-Men comics, which was the 90s, that iconic style that was kind of has its, has its you know, its, its roots in Claremont and then celebrated by Jim Lee and then yeah. again in the animated series. You know, over the years, as we've uh, met with so many filmmakers, writers and directors have come in to pitch on various projects more than any other thing in the world, the, the touchstone that we hear over and over again for filmmakers is this animated series from the yeah. 90s. Us too, all the time. It's the number one thing that people say was their touchstone into mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe. And it was the first, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it was the first time I watched something serialized. In the comics, mm -hmm. you're kind of used to one story continuing on into the next. But on television, it was the first show like that I had watched. And it was also my gateway to the X-Men. I didn't collect X-Men until after I watched the animated series. So when we were developing What If, and it was coming together, we immediately started talking about what to do next. And this was the first idea. Revisiting that iconic time period, revisiting those characters, and we're happy to announce revisiting so many of the amazing cast members that did voices for the original series. There's so much about the show that's iconic. Not just the stories, not just that it's X-Men, but... The animation was amazing, right? Like an, as an animated show, it was fantastic and was the forerunner to some amazing action series 
stateside. So much animation was and is comedy based. It's it's for kids. It's goofy. You know, let's keep it light, 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 fun, fun, fun. And X Men just pulled no punches. Like it's just oh yeah, we're gonna give you the full nitty gritty about the full picture of what prejudice is. The full picture mm-hmm. of what being an outsider is. We're not going to sugarcoat this. We're not going to take the awesome stories from the series and water them down. Because kids, animation lovers, whomever can't handle it. No, none of that. If anything, it's far more intense, right? Because there's so much packed into those stories. The X-Men is iconic. That storytelling is iconic. The animation was iconic. Putting it all together in a series. And then to bring it forward and pick up that baton and keep running with it and not not just keep running at the same pace, but really elevate. And that's the responsibility, right? Everyone that is making this series top down is a fan, bar none, everybody. So when people talk about, well, what do you think fans will think? How do you think fans will react? Do you think you're doing justice by the fans? That's a really easy question. The responsibility is high. We have to do justice. That's who not only who we're making it for, new fans and old fans, but that's who's making it. That, that's literally who's making this this series are people who grew up on it, who went into animation, a lot of them, if frankly not most of them, because of this show. And whether or not that was a show that launched them into animation, it was definitely part of forming who they became to get into the industry at all. There are some great books about the series by Eric and, and Julia Leewald, who worked on the original show and, and reading those over the last couple of years and learning about how the show came together and all the behind the scenes of it all. And then the people who helped create it. And Brad, you mentioned that, you know, you have returning cast members and new cast members and there's, you know, people behind the scenes who are, you know, involved in this. In my head, maybe I am just romanticizing it. I imagine it's like the two of you are like, let's get the band back together. And then there's this, this montage of finding, <laughs> you know, you going out and like finding Kaldad, who's like cutting down trees in the wilderness. And he's like, we need you back or, or whatever it is. <laughs> How much fun was it for, for the two of you to start building the team and the voices and the behind the scenes for this revival? Well, it, it was a little bit like that, actually, like locating these individuals, sadly, some of which are no longer with us, and rebuilding those relationships. We have to mention our amazing showrunner, Bo DeMaio, who is really the captain of, of this ship. We knew him because he was in the writer's room on Moon Knight and wrote a great episode for that series. And he pitched us a show that really, it didn't just honor the original series, but also brought it into the modern world and talk not only about the 90s, but about the emotional shift that happened at the beginning of the new millennium and how the show is actually going to explore that and see how the characters change, you know, after a very impactful event. And he talked about the soap opera of it all. And, and that, that was that was really compelling to us, but also the true emotional stakes to these characters. That's why the character is so resonant. It's because of the fact that they're outsiders, like Dana said, and the true emotional stakes of these people as individuals. He really understood that. And it was all our instincts early on to reach out to Eric and Julia Leewald, who had produced the original series. And we did. And they were they were so magnanimous and so gracious. Frankly, it was like a very like tear-filled, happy, kind of emotional phone call when they heard Bo's pitch and they, I think, understood what we were aiming for which was to pay homage and also to take it into the future and to do things that 
the technology of today really allows us to do that they were limited by. We're bringing them on as consultants to the show. We're also bringing on Larry Houston, who was a director who directed more episodes than anyone else in the original series, including the iconic opening title sequence. So there is a lot of that DNA from the original show, even though we are, we are building it for new audiences as well. If you know the original series, it's a treasure chest of rewards for knowing the original material. But also, if you're a newcomer to the X-Men, it's a great first step. We're reintroducing people into this world. There's a kind of a low barrier of entry early on, so you can get involved, hit the ground running, and and learn who these characters are from the beginning, in a way. You've talked a bit about the cast and bringing back the voice cast, but will we... I don't know if I can ask this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Will we be seeing a similar cast of characters returning for X-Men 97, and will there be new faces? There will, there will be new faces. And what we can say is that Storm will be back, Jubilee will be back, Gambit will be back, Rogue will be back, Jean Grey will be back, Cyclops will be back, Wolverine will be back. Heck yeah. Nice. It's a very exciting time. We do a lot of content around everything that is going on for Marvel. And so I think when Disney Plus launched, we did a lot of stuff for the X-Men animated series. And just seeing the fandom come back is exciting. Dana, I'm sure for you, being someone who's a fan, is there any sort of like trepidation in your head about what, what you want to see out of this? Or are you just like full on because this pitch from Bo is is everything that you didn't know you wanted, but here it is. What is it like for you stepping into the show? Oh, it's it's amazing. It's like, I can't believe when I, when I first came on and I was talking to Brad about what Marvel Studios has planned in the animation space, the aspirations, just like the high bar across the board. And then this show came up as as one, not only like, oh, someday we plan to do this, but oh yeah, no, we're doing this. And here's what it is. I think there was a pause where I seriously thought, I'm like, how much do I nerd out in front of my brand new boss? I mean, can I, can I go full nerd? You, you, did, you didn't keep it that well hidden, Dana. <laughs> no, no, I think my eyes like jumped out of my head and I, I tried to totally be cool. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, whatever. Fine. X-Men. Totally, totally cool. You know, sometimes shows start off on, on a foot where, you know, all, all the players creatively are sort of coming at the idea in a different way. And then you, you find sort of like a unified voice of like, oh, great, this is what we're making. And you all start going in the same direction. And then sometimes, like on this project, everyone just instinctually, it's like, oh, yeah, we know exactly what this is. We know exactly not only what that bar is, like that high bar that we need to just get to and achieve, but we're going to blow past it with the stories, paying tribute to the original series, plussing up the animation for, frankly, the technology that's available today. It just all the sophistication that we can put into it from an animation standpoint, from a boarding standpoint, the, the creative power that Marvel Studios not only can afford, but is the must to do with every property that we have. It's great. It's exciting. If you're a fan, you're going to love this. If you're brand new, you are going to become a fan. It's awesome. Well, we're so pumped and we'll try to be patient. We know that animation takes more time (laughs) than some things, but there were so many announcements. What can you tell us about some of those Disney Plus Day announcements and reveals? What were some of your favorites that you got to share with the world, especially some some new looks at that animation? Well, I think that 
everyone was surprised with how many animated shows we announced. We'll start with our flagship title, What If. We announced the second season of the show, which is well underway. Uh, we're starting to see animation for the first episode, and and it's more more wild adventures with The Watcher and starts to resonate more with the MCU, frankly, as we go into season two. Mm-hmm. We're also doing a series of shorts about the adventures of Baby Groot. How would you describe Baby Groot, Dana? He's that toddler that you find completely charming and sort of are really glad he's not your toddler. And it's just like, that kid is so fun and so funny. And gosh, it must just be <laughs> real trouble, like just trouble wherever he goes. But it's Groot, right? So you love him. All the shenanigans he gets into. And it's um, it's very sweet. It's that in between time, he's exploring the baby Groot's exploring the new world around him. And we get to go along for that ride. I can't wait for that one because my two-year-old, I've shown her a little bit of Baby Groot on TV because we have a book that has Groot in it. And and she and I was like, do you want to see Baby Groot dance? And she was <laughs> like, yes. And she's two. And so when you're describing a toddler like that, I'm like, oh, that's my girl. And then, of course, we revealed that we're doing a series all about Marvel zombies, continuing the universe that was set up in What If. And just like the way Marvel zombies was introduced in the Ultimates in the comics and then introduced a parallel universe of zombies that was explored in its own series, we're doing a similar thing where we introduced in What If and now we're going to take a look at that universe with a different lens. And that's also directed by Brian Andrews, who directs What If. And then Spider-Man freshman year. Oh, I want to ask you so many more questions, but we're we're at our time, so I'll, I'll be good and let you guys go back out into the wild. But thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you for making this the best time to be a Marvel fan. I feel like it's so fulfilling for all Marvel fans, but especially a lot of us who've been reading the comics for years. It's so wonderful to like see all those stories embraced in this wonderful new way, seeing the MCU expand in these wonderful ways. It's truly phenomenal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Big thanks once again to Brad and Dana for just being awesome, being excited. It's the thing that I love hearing about us on the show is like we get excited. People understand Mm -hmm. that our excitement is genuine and we love Marvel. We truly, truly love Marvel. And I can tell that and like talking with Dana and Brad Mm -hmm. and we've known Brad. We know how hardcore Brad is. It was the first time I met Dana and just her ear to ear smile while Brad was talking about some of the projects. And as they were going through, it was just amazing. Oh, and James, you have got to check out Dana's Instagram because she does awesome cross-stitching. She is incredible. What a talented artist. Okay, that's cool. Just want to mention, you know, we talked about Eric and Julia Leewald, who were on the original X-Men animated series from 1990s. So we did an interview with Eric and Julia back in May of this year. I think it's May 21st, 2021. You can go listen to that episode. It doesn't have anything to do with Marvel Studios X-Men 97 series. But when, you know, we're talking about the original series and, and hearing from people who were on the ground making the show and the perspectives and then looking back on it, I think it, it makes for a really fun conversation to revisit. Is it so please go check that out when you get a chance oh i am so excited for all of these announcements there's so much good stuff oh man i the only difficult thing about all this is having to wait we're gonna be patient because animation takes a minute as yes, you yeah, as you true. well know james very true <laughs> that's a good point lorraine james for for anybody who doesn't know what are some of the shows and things that you're on that are on disney plus that they can hear your voice 
Ah, thank you very much for that, Ryan. Uh, you can hear my voice on things like Tangled, the animated series, or Rapunzel's animated adventures, where I play Lance Strongbow. You can hear me on Vampirina, where I play Oscar. I am a singing bust on that. It's like a statue. I am also on <laughs> Elena of Avalar, where I play a wonderful wizard who may not be the nicest guy. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, you can also find me on one of my favorite things from my childhood. I'm on DuckTales. I got to be Terrace Bulba. I am Darkwing Duck's first villain. So yeah. you can look on Disney Plus and you can find yours truly, James Moran Eichelhardt's my voice in their animation log there too. So I, I am just so privileged to be a part of it. And wow, just to be a part of this day and to be a part of this whole streaming service is just a, a dream come true, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out one of our intrepid producers, Mr. Zachary Goldberg, made sure we shouted out the Disney Plus Day inflatable balloon tour. <laughs> yes! They had an inflatable balloon tour this week with giant balloons of stuff making appearances across the country. And one of them was a giant Captain America shield, which looked really, really cool. It started in New York, went all the way across the country to the Santa Monica Pier in California. If you had a chance to take a picture to see those, definitely let us know. Can we go steal that giant Captain America balloon national <laughs> treasure style? Are you two with me? Um, as long as we can also steal the Constitution, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that. You know, let's go for it all. Go for it all. all. Right. Let's steal Disneyland. <laughs> yes, they can't stop there us. it is. <laughs> David Copperfield style. <laughs> but look, everybody, definitely, if you're not already subscribed to Disney+, Plus, go check out that offer. And if you are a subscriber, go watch the special. Go check out all the stuff that James is in. Go watch all the IMAX new versions of the MCU movies. Go enjoy it all. There's so much great Marvel content on Disney+. Plus. For us, it's like super easy to talk about it and get yeah. hyped about it because it's friggin' fantastic. Because I'm so pumped. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to put on my little blanket and put on so many movies and just cozy watch movies in my living room. I'm I'm so excited. Me too. I will literally be in front of my television just watching stuff. Ooh, y'all, Marvel Studios Spider-Man No Way Home. We got a poster that set the internet afire because it's got Doc Ock's arms, a tiny green goblin flying in from the background, and it was posted with the text, The Multiverse Unleashed. Oh, my gosh. Just people losing their dang minds over it because Marvel Studios Spider-Man No Way Home is exclusively in movie theaters December 17th. James how much did you lose your mind when you saw that poster? I have been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. You know, there are people out there who understand these conversations. You have a bunch of nerds in a room and people start <laughs> talking, yeah, man, but what if this happened and what if this happened? This movie is the what if this happened kind of thing. So I am so excited. Plus, I am a huge Alfred Molina fan. I'm mm. a huge Alfred Molina. I'm yeah. all the way back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. He only had one scene, but I knew that <laughs> that man was going to be a star. Now he's Doc Ock and he's back. Oh, I'm Oof. just so excited. This is, this is yeah. going to be good. Heck yeah. I'm also extremely excited for Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Director James Gunn posted a new photo of the cast this week. I caught a little Will Poulter in there mm -hmm. who will be playing Adam Warlock, which I'm phenomenally excited oh. about. And also, I love Will Poulter. Like, he's a hilarious actor. 
he's somebody who's like looks like a superhero but is so goofy and funny i'm really excited to see him in this cast because i love his comedy work i'm also i can't believe i get to say this i am actually a, a friend of dave batista and so i am so excited to see what happens with Drax and where he goes, but just the man's heart is as big as he is. Mm. And so to see someone like that get these great opportunities, it's just awesome. You know, you just expect him to be like this tough guy. And don't get me wrong, Dave is tough. Please do not walk. If you have a death wish, yeah, go up, mess with Dave. But he usually is the nicest guy in the world. But he's so sweet and so nice and he works so hard. And to see where his talent has taken him, it's phenomenal. James, we talked about your your animation work. I have a request for you and your agent to please get you cast somehow, some way on an <laughs> upcoming episode of Spidey and his amazing friends. Because one, it's a big dang deal. They uh, just reached more than 150 million views on YouTube. But it's a show that my daughter and I watch every week. And we watch one episode. She loves Spidey and Miles and Ghost Spider, like she'll ask mm-hmm. about them. She thinks Rhino is like a regular part of the show. She, <laughs> this morning we were having breakfast. She said, Hulk come, Hulk come, come through the door. She wanted Hulk to come over because she sees Hulk on the show. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, listen, I, I saw that and the kid in me went crazy. My wife was like, what are you tripping off of? I'm like, don't you see the title and how it plays off the childhood and Ah! And then I saw it and I was like, okay, this show's great. So yeah, I got I got I got some calls to make. Yeah. Also, shout out to our Marvel HQ YouTube channel. We make a lot of content for kids. We have stuff based on Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends. We have some of their shorts, as well as there's a bunch of stuff teaching kids about the Eternals and who they are. There's lots of great stuff over there. So definitely get your little one and head over to the YouTube for kids, which is youtube.com slash Marvel HQ. Definitely go check it out. And Lorraine, please ask him to give them back their shorts because their legs might be getting cold. Ugh. All right. <laughs> ah, ah, I'm a dad. I can what make a dad. Ah, <laughs> now he has an excuse. That's so great. These things you guys understand. These jokes have been here for years, but now he actually has an excuse, and we can't. You can't stop them. He's a it's dad true. now. It's true. <laughs> Another awesome thing that we got confirmed this previous week is that Spider-Man is going to swing into Marvel's Avengers on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on November 30th. So soon. I know. Here's some info from the Marvel's Avengers game blog. It says the iconic web slinger Spider-Man will come exclusively to PlayStation players in the November 30th update along with the Spider-Man with great power hero event. You'll experience Spider-Man's story through unlockable challenges woven throughout the Avengers initiative. And then they give a quick taste of his journey in Marvel's Avengers saying Peter Parker uncovers AIM's new plan to acquire technology that could make the Synthoid army unstoppable and total domination inevitable. He must partner with the Avengers to stop this looming threat and forms a tentative friendship with Ms. Marvel and Black Widow while keeping his identity hidden. As a hero accustomed to working solo, he struggles with the new dynamics of working with a team. Will he join up full-time with the Avengers or stay independent in his fight against AIM? Yeah, I'm so excited for this. I, I guess I better finish Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy in the next three weeks. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, huh, I, I got to finish the game. But we got lots more great stuff, including coming to Marvel Unlimited, a new Fantastic Four Infinity series written by Zach Gorman, penciled by Stefano Landini, with colors by Ian Herring. 
And this is going to be really fun. The Fantastic Four are planning a glitzy night out at an interdimensional restaurant, which I'm here for, only to be taken hostage by a gang of aliens set on robbing the place. I love these Infinity comics. These are those scrolling comics that we've been loving on Marvel Unlimited. If you're not subscribed to Marvel Unlimited, what are you doing with your life? You can read so many (laughs) comics including exclusive comics like these Infinity series, definitely go to marvel.com slash unlimited and sign up or do the free trial if it's available because it's the flipping best. Mm-hmm. Also, the flipping best are our fictional audio series, including Marvel's Wastelanders, Hawkeye, and Chapter 7, Two Graves, is now available. In it, Ash confronts Junior and is met with an unexpected surprise. Clint's plan for his ultimate revenge begins to crystallize. All kinds of stuff happens. And let's give you a little clip right now. Wait, Clint, wait. What do you mean you're not done? Who's left? There's one name you haven't mentioned, Kate. Clint. No, no, no. He was the engine of it all. He made it all happen. Yeah, but Zemo's the king here. Hmm. The literal, actual king. King Zemo. This is his kingdom. And the king is coming here tomorrow night for the show. James, where can they learn more about Marvel's Wastelanders Hawkeye? You can hear it exclusively on the SiriusXM app or by subscribing to Marvel Podcasts Unlimited on Apple Podcasts and coming soon everywhere else. You can learn more at SiriusXM.com slash Wastelanders. And I must say, after listening to that clip, especially doing what I do, there is nothing like hearing really good voice actors tell a magnificent story. And that was awesome. Trust me, there is so much more that, that, that you guys need to check out. So go to the go to the places I just mentioned and have a ball with Marvel's Wastelanders Hawkeye. Can I give you two a little um a little sample of 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 me testing out for one of the Wastelanders shows? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Hello! I'm here in the oh, Wasteland! <laughs> I wanna have some good times with the old man Logan! You know? Um, Do you think I can get cast? Yes. Uh, my uh, only problem is I, I just wonder when the rest of the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas future. And Christmas... <laughs> I know that's definitely like an old washerwoman from Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> like an extra. It's like it's like <laughs> that, that one that one character from Sweeney Todd. They were like, ah, we're going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe better luck next time for me. Wow, the news was plentiful this week, but it is time to move on to Community. We got two interviews next week with three people. You do the math. We're going to have on WWE champion Big E, as well as Marvel's hit monkey showrunners Josh Gordon and Will Speck. And in the spirit of getting to talk a little bit about Marvel's hit monkey, which I am very excited for everyone to hear this conversation, we are asking you all what Marvel animal is your favorite? Do you love the most? What Marvel Ooh. animal deserves a good pet or cat? Oh, God. This is a tough one, Lorraine. I know. Well, like I instinctually am like devil dinosaur. I want to have a big pet dinosaur that I can ride, obviously. But also like Lockjaw, big puppy dog, big puppy dog. You know, I'm a dog girl. Yeah, I feel so terrible saying this because he shouldn't be a pet. But there's so many things that come to my head. I want Throg. I just just something, something, you know, something about being able to like. You guys know that old cartoon where the guy has the frog in the box. (laughs) 
And just like someone says something to you the wrong way, you just open up the box and let Throg come out and just start tearing people up. You're like, all right, you mess with me. Throg, he beats people up. He gets, come on, Throg gets back in the box and you just leave. And no one knows what happened. And when everybody tries to explain what happened, they're like, a frog beat me up. They're like, and you need to go to a white cell. So see, that'd be great. It's just best pet ever. Those are great choices. I would also put Lockheed on there. Oh, big yeah. purple dragon. Yeah. Nothing like a pet just dragon. The best. I'm surprised you didn't say tippy toe, Lorraine. I know. Well, I have a lot of squirrels in my in my yard already. <laughs> um, but I do like being able to talk to tippy toe, and also I like the idea of carrying a friend in your pocket. Mm. That That's why nice. I want Throg. <laughs> Yeah, all good choices. Of course, we want to hear from you. You can tweet your answers using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email them to twimpodcast.marvel.com or send message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thisweekinmarvel. And please, please, please make sure to tell us it is okay to read on the show. With that in mind, let's move on to our community section because our question of the week last week was, what is your favorite Marvel series? film or really anything on disney plus our first answer came from wags at wags 902 who said i love the old marvel cartoons i watch spider-man and his amazing friends all the time with my three-year-old it's great to take him through the shows that made my childhood fun no next up we have kimberly lanes at memory lanes who says marvel studios captain america civil war my favorite of the MCU. It was a challenge to choose which side you were on, and the storyline was fantastic. One of those movies where you're like, oh, snap, this like is molding the MCU almost into something new. It was very exciting. Lorraine, the snap happens in Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity War. Oh, Dad. Next is Uptown Basu Skraka at Skraka. I love Avengers Age of Ultron. It is one of my favorite MCU movies. I really like Ultron and was really glad he returned in What If. I think he is an underrated villain, and in my opinion, up there with Thanos in terms of villains for me. Hey, you know, Skraka, I I have to give you that. I agree. Heck yeah. Keegan Dean at Keegan underscore Dean says... Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame is top-tier Marvel perfection. Seeing Cap pick up Mjolnir, hearing Avengers assemble, seeing the cavalry arrive via portals, and watching Iron Man lay down his life with I Am Iron Man are among the best moments in the MCU. Heck yeah, Keegan. Also, that was a spoiler-filled tweet. I apologize (laughs) if somehow you missed the biggest movie of all time, but now you have reasons to go back and watch it. It's been out for a couple years, so it's on you. Yeah. All right. Next up, Dave A at Spectre underscore zero says, without a doubt, it's Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. Endgame was the culmination of an 11-year saga. It was uplifting, inspiring, sad, funny, and everything we've come to expect from Marvel. It was just perfect. You're not wrong. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alston Wang at Real Alston Wang. My favorite Marvel film on Disney Plus is Avengers Infinity War. It's the ultimate team-up movie that never gets old. I have to give yeah. it to you. It does. Ne- it never gets old. Every time I watch it, I find something new and just get excited. I'm actually super excited about the news about the IMAX versions because like, I've been yeah. wanting to find a, like time, but now this will give me like an extra boost of a reason to go rewatch some of my favorite movies. I was devastated by that film. Yeah. like I was not yeah. okay for yeah. several yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Dill at Robert Dill underscore PA says Marvel Studios WandaVision 100% all the way. A family favorite in our home. 
And he says they're from Auckland, New Zealand. And we rewatch it on the regular. The emotion, the magic, and the Marvel witches can't get enough of that incredible show. Heck yeah, it's the best. Fawn S at LeoGirl723 says, Marvel Studios Loki was my favorite series. It gave more depth and another side to a character we already loved. It opened the multiverse for endless storylines, plus the music by Natalie Holt was perfect for that series slash character. Man, Loki did open up so much, and I really loved getting to see our little Loki find like a little bit of love. <laughs> <laughs> Bigaza2151 at Bigaza2151 says, Hands down, it's got to be X Men, the animated series. The show needs a follow up. It was so good and still holds up to this day. Well, Bigaza, you got it. You got what you wanted. <laughs> Your request has been approved. Uh, I saw a ton of X Men animated series stuff, including the next one, right, Lorraine? Yeah. Camille Dyson at Camille underscore Dyson says, the 90s X-Men animated series theme song. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> yep. The love for that show is is deep and wonderful, and it's it's very exciting times. There's Mountain Meg at Meg Stalker. I have loved every Marvel Studios show so far. I have watched each series twice with more rewatches to come, and Avengers Endgame is on loop over here, literally watching it now. <laughs> P.S. I love hashtag This Week in Marvel. I never miss a Friday. Listen, thanks, Agent M and Lorraine Sink. You guys are my favorite. Thank you so much. We love you, too. Aw. Thank you, Mountain Meg. Appreciate it. The best. All right, we have a big email in here from William Rose who says, Hey, Agent M and Lorraine and James, my favorite Marvel film has to be Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp because it provides some interesting questions in the film that have yet to be resolved. I'm, I'm going to pause in here and go in and just say, I'm not going to spoil a bunch of the questions that you, you pose in here, William, because there's some spoilery stuff in case someone has not seen this movie. But uh, the only one I will say is, he has a great question. Will Scott ever get his orange slices in ah. the next movie? <laughs> Quite, we, fingers crossed. We hope. Yes. William continues saying, if you're hearing this, Peyton Reed, all these questions deserve justice. My favorite Marvel series has to be all of the X-Men animated series, which makes me wonder, what if a Krakoa-era X-Men animated series could acknowledge all the X-Men animated series timelines in the past to provide a new pathway to establishing many beloved X-teams in the comics? Add to the fact that we need new international voices to portray the mutants from around their respective countries. For anything else, this may be non-Marvel, but... Roly Poly Oli is my all-time <laughs> classic series created by William Joyce, who, if you follow him at Hey Billy Joyce on Instagram and Twitter, is planning a possible revival for the iconic Poli family. Don't we all just need some friendly robots that aren't Sentinels or Ultrons? That being said, have a great <laughs> Disney Plus day and Excelsior. I don't know this Roly Poly Oli. Do you guys? Yes, I do. It's a very cute little cartoon. Cute robots. Yeah, cute robots. But, you know... Don't get me wrong. No disrespect, William. I, I think you're right. But there's something about just giant robots coming to destroy the world that we must defend. It lets us know to never let your phone or your laptop be better than you. <laughs> That's what the moral is. We have to make sure they understand that we flesh people are still the boss. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you know what else that reminds me is also definitely be sure to go over to Disney+. Plus and watch that special because it's not just Marvel Studios that's part of Disney Plus. It's Disney and Star Wars and Pixar and all kinds of other awesome content 
it's it's like so much stuff. My my friends' kids were staying with us this weekend, and we watched so many cartoons and great stuff on Disney Plus. And it's so nice to just like be able to sit down with the whole family and watch some great stuff. Everybody go enjoy all that stuff. That is a wrap for us. This episode of This Week in Marvel was produced by Zachary Goldberg, Isabel Robertson, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Panagos. Our audio development manager is Brad Barton. Jill DeBuff is our director of audio. And special thanks to Disney Plus for all the awesome news, all the announcements. Go watch that special now with lots of those other announcements for all those other parts of Disney Plus right now. And also, we'd just like to say for this week in Marvel from Agent M, Lorraine Sink, and myself, we like to give a special thanks to Dad Jokes. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And I am James. And this is Marvel. Your, Your universe. universe. Bringing the fire, we get some new footage from Bringing the Fire, Bringing the Fire, bring, 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 Bringing the Fire. I'm excited. I'm in. Bringing the Fire. <laughs> bringing the Fire. Open the gate. Hold on to your butts. Bring, 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 bringing the Fire. Yes. Bringing the Fire. Bringing the Fire. We get some new footage from Marvelous. Bringing the Fire. Hello, Marvelites. 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 Bringing the Fire. Ryan peed his pants, he said.